Hello, DSST Montview, and welcome to or welcome back to the Montview podcast. My name is Sage Jones. My name is Emily Thomason. And today we will be discussing Mental Health Awareness Week, which this is kind of a great time for it because we're in the, like, I was going to say we're in the middle of AP testing, but we're sort of coming to the end of AP testing. So there's that. Yep. And unfortunately, Phoebe couldn't join us today, so we will miss her this week, but we will hear from her next week. Yes, we're a musketeer short today. (laughs) So let's start off with the kind of history of mental health, mental health awareness. It's month, but it's also week this week. So, oh, oh, did I say it wrong? Is it mental health awareness month? So it's Mental Health Awareness Month in May, and uh, okay. but it's also this week is also Mental Health Awareness Week. So it's kind of like a coincidence, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, this is the first Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, it started this year, which I oh, find really? really fascinating, right? Yeah, that actually is very interesting. Yeah, I would have thought that it would have been already. And it's the first Mental Health Awareness Week, too, this year. So that look at us making history. Me a lot. I know, right? But at the same time, it kind of doesn't. Because I do feel like there has always been this stigma behind mental health and discussing mental health. Although I do think it's getting better. Like, I just think it's kind of a generation thing. And I think our generation is being better about discussing mental health, even though I don't know if we exactly present it the right way. I think there has been times we where we tend to leave it off as a joke when it really isn't. But I do think it's getting better. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it's a really big focus for our generation, just because it's, I mean... It, for past generations obviously it's kind of like it's kind of weird right when you look about when you look at how we treat mental health both in society now and how we treat it like medically now it's kind of a little bit weird because you hear a lot more people talking about their struggles struggles with mental health mental health disorders or illnesses that they have and it's kind of like I say it's weird because you hear about all this stuff so much more now and for generations like our parents or our grandparents' generation you really don't hear about that stuff as much. And so I know even for me, just thinking about it, I'm like, you know, like it seems a little weird that this is, this can't just be cropping up for us, you know? Yeah. Like for humanity, it can't just be this thing that's like suddenly popped up in the world in the last 20-ish years. Like that's not really how that works, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of funny because I definitely think, you know, like, like you said, it's a, it's very much a cultural change because people actually talk about their struggles with this stuff now rather than, you know, just bottling it up and it turning into like this silent, silent thing that people have to bear that only comes out at home, you know, like a, it's still very much an aspect of society that we kind of shun, or I guess not shun, but don't talk about quite as much. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, like, even to this day, though, when I think of, or when I hear someone went to a hospital for their mental health I still for some odd reason think of like this insane insane asylum kind of culture I don't know why do you um I don't think so I I I know 
there are a lot of people who need inpatient care for mental health and that's no and i totally respect it it's just that for some odd reason you're just saying that's where your where your mind yeah my brain immediately goes to that and i think it's it's really crazy how that kind of past generation thoughts really still have passed on to me and and to generations i'm sure i'm not the only one but you know like that have immediately thought of these things as as mental yeah. health as really negative and but very it's dark really, yeah and, and they, it, they are in a sense very dark but it's yes. not you know i don't know i feel like getting help shouldn't be a negative thing like yeah our our picture of getting professional medical care for mental health like it professional professional inpatient care for medical health should not be a dc comics arkham asylum picture that's you know yeah but i would i would definitely say that that stems from a lack of exposure right because even though we were just talking about how we still talk about it a lot more right representation of that stuff in media and again, just in person-to-person interactions isn't always stuff that we talk about. Yeah. The media is a whole different issue, but for person-to-person conversation, that's not something that a lot of people would feel very comfortable sharing, you know? Because, yeah. again, even though we talk about this stuff so much more, saying, hey, I have this issue is already very uncomfortable, but saying, hey, I have this issue and it required me to be hospitalized is a whole different ballgame. And yeah. it's completely fine to share that stuff, but it's also, like, profoundly private and yeah. Uh, and I and I give props to people that are so open about it because I know that if I was in that situation, I don't think I would feel comfortable saying like I have this problem. I had to be hospitalized for it unless I was really really close with you. And I think I'd probably be even embarrassed to tell like my family like my grandparents or something like that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, also, I'd like to acknowledge, you mentioned, like, the whole, like, kind of scary vision of places like that. Yeah. And while obviously that's not, like, a great picture of how this actually works in our modern day, mm-hmm. it should be said that not all of those facilities get the kind of funding that they should have. And also yeah. not all the people who go to those facilities get the kind of care that they should have. Yeah. And so there's still definitely a lot of problems with it. And maybe a few, obviously not, like, a... Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm sure that there are some places where it is not as good, probably a lot scarier than it should be. I have, I feel like mental health is something that for me was talked about a lot when I was like a little kid. Um, Mm. And I, I think that it was presented in a weird way, but now when I talk about it more deeply, um, as a teenager in high school, I understand why they presented it the way that they did. Like, I don't know if you heard about, but I was told like dipping in your bucket or something like that, or there was that when you were bullied, but then there was also about like, how do you feel when your bucket is very low? Like, yeah, I remember that your, speech in if, middle school. If you're low, if your bucket is really low, please talk to a parent or a trusted adult. You know, like, that's how it was presented to me when I was in elementary school. And at the time, I thought it was really weird. (laughs) But now I understand why they presented that way, because as a kid, they do need to know that kind of stuff. And so I do understand why they present it now. But I just think it's, I think it's interesting to kind of look back on how things were presented over time to me regarding mental health because it felt elementary school it felt really 
kind of on the surface. Middle school, you got a little bit deeper. And then now that I'm in high school, you know, that's when you really start to see, I guess you get more in depth into it. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. And I, I also think that it should be said, like, when you're a teenager and stuff, there's a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of mental health I don't know, like, you might have mental health problems that are kind of, I don't want to say they're just par for the course, like, hey, it just happens, you know, like, no, that doesn't, you know, like, not to lessen anybody's experience or anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would like to ask you, when do you think, so when do you think was the first time you had, like, someone actually presented to you about mental health, like mental health awareness? I want to say middle school, but I don't even remember that. Well, because you were talking about elementary school people, you know, like someone giving a presentation on it and stuff. Yeah, and I was but it, to think, it wasn't really mental. They didn't ever say, they never said mental health. They presented it as, you know, you may feel low and they would give the representation of the bucket. Never like out said depression anxiety that kind of stuff like you can see they never out and said the words um so I wouldn't really consider it as a presentation about it because it was more of bringing I, I don't know it was a weird way they presented it so I guess it was middle school but I honestly don't really remember a whole well the weird thing about school is that it's always around they'll do it once a year and I wish it was more I don't know I wish it was a little bit more frequent I think our school does a really good job about presenting mental health and giving people support for it but I don't know if they give enough support for people that they don't know have have mental health if that makes sense Yeah, and so I I asked because, you know, I was talking earlier about how obviously this is stuff that people are with, you know, a lot just being our age. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because I I don't think that I ever had anybody really talk about it until middle school either, you know? Yeah. In a way that makes sense because... I mean, I don't know, maybe I was a lot less observant stuff, but I don't feel like in middle school as many people have near as many mental health problems you know like I didn't love every part of my elementary school experience but I I don't know I'd say it was generally pretty fun my mindset was pretty good but like most other people around me their mindsets were pretty good but getting older like people have and you know like schools and stuff have given presentation on presentations on all of that but it's still really interesting because again like you were saying the way that they deal with it doesn't always address it in the most I'm trying to think of the right word, like the most uh, big picture or like complete way that they could, you know, mm-hmm. because like you said, people, you know, like they'll use the like metaphor of, oh, filling your bucket and stuff. And hey, this is, you know, like talk about mental health awareness in this, like in this language of if you're feeling down, if you're feeling lonely, et cetera, et cetera. And while all of that stuff is really important, and obviously those are huge, huge factors in people's mental health. There are obviously a lot of conditions for people that go undiagnosed or that people, yeah. ha- you know, people have and they may get a diagnosis for it, but don't actually know how to deal with, you know, like 
and all this stuff that can greatly affect your life and your school life. And so it's kind of interesting that they'll give those presentations, you know, but there are so little tools for what to actually do with that. And so there's that whole thing of like, oh, go talk to a teacher and stuff. They know, as well as students know, that most of those kids are not going to come talk to them. Because they don't feel comfortable doing that. And that's normal. And that's, you know, like, and it's, it's arguable that that is very much something that we should change. Actually, it's not arguable. I would say that that's something that we should change because being able to talk to one another about like what we're going through and stuff is usually, you know, kind of a good thing. Yeah. But it is still, it is still interesting to me that this is, that this is one of those things that's really, really common for people to deal with again, especially at our age, yet we still don't frame it as well as we could. Even in a context where you're trying to make sure that people have as much awareness and as many tools as they need to get help and to get support, we're still not framing it correctly. The thing is, and I I totally, I agree with everything because I do think that we, we don't frame it very well and we don't do it very often. I mean, like, we only do it once a year. And I don't think we did it this year just because of COVID and stuff. Did we? It's been a pretty continuous conversation, I'd say, this year. Like, I feel like schools and stuff have been putting out. That's true. Not just our school. I feel like I've heard from many people that their schools are putting out PSAs and stuff. You know, hey, if you're struggling right now, we get it. Yada, yada, yada. Because of COVID, the mental health spike has been bigger. Um, But, you know, in past years, I felt like it was kind of a one conversation and then done. And then of course you had the, is it counselor? I'm pretty sure it's counselor where you could talk to if you felt, you know. Yeah. School social worker. Yeah. It wasn't a whole lot of open discussion all the time. And also I think that it's kind of interesting because a lot of times with school counselors and stuff, they're not really somebody that you know. Yeah. Like, if you've never talked to them before, you don't have classes with that person and stuff. Like, they're just basically a stranger that you may see in the hallways on occasion. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen the counselor in classrooms or anything. No, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Because that's definitely an interesting part of that, like, relationship or process that's supposed to happen. Because it's like hey, if you feel like you're having any any of these problems, go talk to this stranger who you may not have ever met before about these problems that you don't want to talk to any of your friends or family about. Go. Yeah. When I only remember, and I, I, don't, I don't feel like that's fair to expect a student to do. Yeah. You know, I also you're... don't really feel like it's very fair to expect the social worker to deal with. Because yeah. then, again, you're meeting a stranger who's, you know like trying to tell you about this problem and I don't know obviously or not obviously I would assume that they have training and stuff on how to do all of that but still it generally seems like it's a lot easier to understand people when you have a you know a bit of a clearer picture on who they are already yeah I do wish that we had a counselor that was more involved in student life and that kind of stuff but I do understand that I think we only have one right yeah at our school I think we only have one yeah I mean I also feel like some of the people I know who you know like when you're going through something won't often go talk to the school counselor but they'll talk to like a favorite teacher 
or something. Oh, yeah. Which is really interesting to me because I, you know, even if you have, even if you're having a significant mental health problem, talking to, uh, you know, talking to a teacher versus talking to a school counselor may still be a lot more comfortable for you because, you know, if it's a favorite teacher and you know them really well. I just don't think that that's fair to put on the teacher. I mean, the teacher isn't trained for it. And so I feel like that's kind of where I wish we had more social workers that were more involved in either clubs or maybe they went into a classroom every once in a while, you know, just to get to know people. You don't have to do a presentation or anything, but just to like understand the kind of life in a certain classroom is like again I do understand that I think we only have one so um that is not very acceptable you can't expect that one person to do that (laughs) yeah to be making rounds like that yeah I mean you could stand in the hallways or something you know like don't be in your office be outside talk to people you know so they can get to know you and stuff but even so that's still not not the same it's really not so I, I think in like a dream world I think that would help a lot of people if they felt comfortable talking to a professional like a social worker in our school, then people would have, there would be more people that were willing to kind of figure out why are they feeling this way? Is it possible that it's a disorder or some sort of mental health it might roll it might have very real consequences for you and your performance you know like with everything that you're doing in your schoolwork and your interactions with other people because it's your mental health and that affects basically everything that you do you know yeah and so it's yeah like it's it's a very important thing to be able to get help for and also it's a if you don't know that you're dealing with this then you might just go around suffering from the effects of this thing all the time and you don't have the tools to deal with it and you won't be able to do as well in many things as you may have been able to had you had the tools to deal with it. Yeah. And for me, like, I don't have a mental health problem. I guess not that I know of, um, I should say. But my father has a bipolar bipolar depression disorder. Um, and it was only until I want to say his late twenties, maybe early thirties that he found out, um, that he was actually diagnosed at least, um, maybe even been later than that. I think it was later than that. I think it was like 35 or something like that, that he was diagnosed and, I think experiencing that kind of made me realize that if I'm having a problem, I need to make sure that I'm talking to my mom because that's the person that I trust or talking to uh, a therapist. I 100%, even if you don't think or you don't have a mental health problem, still go to therapy. It is great for you. Yay, therapy. (laughs) Just, Just for, just for like any sort of issue I think that there's this such a stigma around therapy but it really is good for you it is you can say all everything that you can think of to this person (laughs) without judgment (laughs) and it is the best thing in the world (laughs) because yay patient uh sorry I can't you know what I mean the confidentiality agreement I can't talk today yeah 
Um, but I do understand that not everyone has the same privilege that of going to a therapist as I do. Um, but I think finding someone or finding a way to talk to someone or professional is 100% worth it. What And I think you, no matter what, should try, even if it doesn't succeed <laughs> the right way. Yeah, if you are able to seek professional help, absolutely please do that. And if yeah. not, talking to, talking to somebody you trust is still better than not. Yeah, yeah. Um, in most cases, at least. But also, I do think that that's another, like, again, that's of the many problems we have with mental health in America, well, a lot of places, is accessibility because it's not treated the same way that most other medical care is, you know, it's even though it really can be expensive. just as life-threatening for a lot of people and just, a, you know, like. It's really expensive. Like, if you want to get therapy, that's expensive. If, you I'm know, not. like, any sort of, comp- you know, conversation you want to have with a professional it's expensive and so I understand like it, it's not cheap and I think that's one of the problems we have is that some people can't afford those resources which is really sad Most because they're so those resources. because because they're so helpful towards your mental health and everything but it's just it is really expensive no yeah it's basically this it's you know, it's a service that should be accessible to everybody, but is basically gatekept by a huge price tag to yeah. only be accessible to the upper, like, I don't know. Upper class. Yeah, upper, I was going to, I was going to try and give a percentage. I can't think of a great percentage <laughs> right now, but yeah, the upper, upper class people. And again, that's really weird and messed up. Yeah, it really is. And there are some services and stuff that are coming out now to try and make that you know, to try and increase More accessibility, accessible. lower costs and stuff, or there are, you know, even services that do that online so that if transportation is an issue for you, you know, like all of those problems can kind of be mitigated a little bit. But again, that stuff is still still not for everybody. I, <laughs> I do very much care about this issue because I don't want to frame things incorrectly about yeah. this in particular. So mental health this year, we talked about it or like mentioned it very briefly earlier and obviously it has been a big change in our society with how many people are, you know, like dealing with new mental health issues or having heightened issues with their mental health. Obviously with COVID it's, and quarant- COVID and obviously as a result of COVID quarantine has been, has had a lot of impacts on people's mental health. And there's a ton of intersectionality with that too, because it's, you know, depending on the demographic, if you're a person of color living through the last year, in a variety of senses, <laughs> a variety of different groups, your mental health may have been extra strained. And if you're not an American, if you're living in India right now, besides the, especially, you know, like the obviously extraordinarily heightened concerns for your physical well being right now. I know people in India who literally, not only can they not leave their house, they can't go on their balconies because they will catch COVID. Really? Yeah. I I just feel like COVID, like, you were not only scared of what could happen to you, but 
you were going a little bit insane because you were stuck in the same house or apartment. I felt so bad for the people that were stuck in apartments. You're just seeing like the same four <laughs> walls, you know? Like, I, I felt bad because I at least have the privilege to have a house where I can least, you know, go downstairs or I can at least go to into a different room. Um, but not everyone has that. And I felt so bad for those people that were not only scared because they didn't want to leave to even go to the grocery store, but also were going a little insane because they were starting to see the same old, same old thing in their house. And they didn't know what else to do. And like me, I didn't, I don't have any hobbies. (laughs) So you're kind of stuck doing what watching tv like that that's not that's not gonna make everything better yeah and obviously even that isn't really an option for everybody and covid besides the mental health ramifications it's also disproportionately affecting lower income people disproportionately affecting people of color and in america that's already a huge problem because like what you were saying right you know if you if you don't if you don't have if you don't gosh I really can't talk today (laughs) in America that's already a huge problem we encounter a ton of those issues already and I was pointing out India as an example because we deal with overpopulation in this country in certain areas they have for perspective they have four times the U.S. population and a third of the square footage or square mileage Anyway, I was using, I I mentioned India as being a place where not, not only your physical health, but your mental health has to be incredibly strained right now because they have four times the U.S. population and a third of the size, and the country's a third of the size. And then say if you live in a city like Delhi, which has 18-ish million people in it, everybody lives in, and everybody has COVID right now. You can't go outside on your balconies. You have to stay inside. And a lot of, uh, a lot of people live with, live with a lot of people inside their flat, you know? And that's fine. Actually, it has, it's, it has its own inherent issues. But especially in something like this, when you literally can't walk out your door, that's insane. Yeah. So besides the fact that you're already worried about your own health because absolutely everybody is getting sick right now, you also physically can't leave your personal space, which is probably quite small. And there's nothing that you can do about that. There's no like mitigating factor for that for the most part, you know, because what do you do? You can't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, you can't go outside. Yeah, can't take a run to the grocery store to just get out or something not how that works you know and if you do you're like scared because what if you COVID you know yeah also there's a really good chance you already have it literally my entire family has it right now and they're all vaccinated really yeah I there are two people in my family who don't have COVID right now two and I have a big family yeah and that's because they already had it wow so they just don't currently have it (laughs) wow that's crazy yeah it's really scary but you know again like through a lens of mental health that has its own has its own implications and its own ramifications 
because everything is amplified when you and everybody are, are, around you is either already sick or extraordinarily worried about getting sick. And you can't leave, you know, you can't step foot outside your front door. Yeah. You feel trapped and just yeah. nowhere to go or nowhere to turn to, which makes you feel alone. And especially for someone who has, a, you know, a mental health um, problem, you know, that just heightens everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's amplified stress. There's amplified everything. Yeah. And compared to the U.S. where, like, you know, we just... The CDC just rolled back the restriction on having to wear masks outside and stuff. If you're getting your vaccine, they said that you can gather with like, you know, very small crowd of other vaccinated people and it's probably not so bad. Yeah. And that's pretty nice. And that means that, you know, while obviously we're still dealing with a lot of those mental health issues that we've been encountering throughout all of quarantine and all of COVID, it's a little bit better in that sense. Yeah. Which means that I think, I don't know, I just feel like through this year, people are starting to take awareness to mental health and this whole COVID. Um, it's not, has it been over a year now? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well over So, now. yeah. So I feel like after this whole COVID stuff, people are starting to have more awareness and I think even later generations are having more acceptance of kind of our generation pushing back and saying no we need this kind of funding for it because you know and I think people are starting to realize this is something we need to take seriously yeah and you know not even just fun uh, not just funding and stuff it's very much a societal and a cultural yeah mindset about mental health that's changing a little bit I think and I think that that's a good thing because especially for older generations like you know for my grandparents generation probably for your grandparents generation a lot of those guys have a okay you have if you have a roof over your head and you're fully like you eat three meals a day what's your problem yeah why are you sad you know (laughs) like you shouldn't be feeling that way why would you be feeling that way and obviously, that's not how that works. Yeah. And so now I think partly because of COVID, a lot of those points have been raised and, you know, kind of forced people to realize, oh, hey, that isn't how that works. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. It has started to happen at least a little bit more. And I definitely think that that's a good thing. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening today. Um, We will be attaching uh, resources in the description if you do need help or if you think that maybe you just need to talk to somebody. Um, Just feel free to look it through. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Mental Health Awareness Month and Week, because it is this week, and we will talk to you (laughs) uh, next week. Um, Yeah, and hopefully Phoebe will be with you with us next week yes we'll make (laughs) sure we'll make sure that she is yes (laughs) thank you everybody take care of yourselves especially this week and this month have a great day bye bye